is Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Manaman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the tri-state area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Manaman on Twitter. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and this is our second weekly update that we're doing for the 2022 season. This episode will recap the week of May 23rd through May 27th. Recording date is May 28th at 1 o'clock p.m., so I will miss some of those Saturday games that are currently going on. Remember, this high school season is sponsored by Midwest Bus Trips, and they want to let you know they still have seats available for the Cubs-Cardinals game at historic Wrigley Field on June 5th. Congratulations to all our graduates. I can't think of a better gift to give them than to see the Cubs versus the Cardinals at historic Wrigley Field on June 5th. So board the bus with Aaron and his crew. You can find them on Facebook on Midwest Bus Trips or a simple Google search of Midwest Bus Trips will take you to where you need all the information and to buy tickets. Don't forget that game at historic Wrigley Field June 5th still does have seats available. Also want to do give a plug to some of our current episodes that are some new ones that are out. If you have not yet listened to our 2022 high school season preview covering all the eight teams in our area, go give that a listen. Great insight from all of our coaches in the area. We also do have our 2022 preseason all-debut team and preseason awards that is also making the rounds. You can find those by simply Googling Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and looking through our calendar. Want to give congratulations to former guest Todd Rima and the rest of the Kirkwood Eagles advancing to the JUCO World Series. Last year, they had a lot of Dubuque County guys on their team. This year, they only have one. Former Hempstead prep, Zach Sabres, is their utility man. He will be making the trip to that JUCO World Series. Best of luck to Coach Rima and Zach Sabres, former prep from the Hempstead Mustangs. Coach Ed Fan, known for the suicide squeeze, but also remembered as a great baseball coach from Wallert Catholic High School, was honored this past weekend as a member of the only Iowa Hawkeye baseball team to attend the College World Series. That was 50 years ago that took place. So congratulations to Coach Ed Fan. Coach Fan is still coaching. He's coaching that Miracle League um, taking place at Miracle Park on Saturday mornings. It's pretty remarkable to see my uh, daughter out there playing in that league and have Hall of Fame coach Ed Fan showing her the ropes and have uh, former Hempstead Mustang coach Coach Witchery 
also doing a fantastic job with that as well. So shout out to all the players and all the people involved in that Miracle League. We're going to catch up and follow along Ian Mahler's journey as he makes his way through the minor leagues with dreams of making it to the big league club with the major leagues. Ian, if you're unfamiliar, was drafted in the fourth round. Wallert, Catholic graduate, but did not play high school baseball. Ian is currently playing in the low A affiliate of the Texas Rangers, the Down East Wood Ducks. So far, Ian on the season is 3 for 28, a batting average of 107, on base percentage of 257, OPS of 364. Ian has scored three runs, driven in two, and stolen two bases. Best of luck, Ian, the rest of the way, and on your journey as well. Southwestern advanced in their return to the playoff baseball in hopes to returning to the state tournament down in Appleton, Wisconsin. They were led by Jordan Stanton's no-hitter with 14 strikeouts. Also, want to give an update here on umpiring. So people listening to this know there's an umpire shortage. We know that we already have had teams in the area affected, games canceled due to the umpiring shortage. If you're out there, you've ever thought about doing it, um, it was pretty, pretty easy to get certified. So my friend, uh, former co-host, hoping will be joining us again on the podcast here, Tyler Soigling. He moved back from Arizona to Dubuque, Iowa, sent me a text one night saying that he was thinking about umpiring this summer, needed to make a little extra money in his transition from Arizona to Iowa. And I simply shot him a text, want a partner. Next thing you know, the very next day, him and I both got certified, both ordered our gear to get certified as an umpire. It is watching an online class and taking an open book test. It took me about a day to do it. My gear roughly cost around $650, but the tournaments around the league, whether it's travel baseball or Little League or even jumping up to the high school baseball ranks, does pay fairly good. My wife, when I asked her if I could do it, she said, you go to all the games anyway, why not go get the best seat in the house and uh, get paid to do that? So people thinking about umpiring, it's a fairly easy process to get certified. And fans, please take it easy on those umpires out there. I can tell you as a coach, a baseball coach for 18 years, I never once missed a single call from the third base coach's box or from the dugout. But I tell you, when you're out on the field and when you're behind the plate, it uh, it can be a little difficult. And, and there are some things that we may miss, but we are out there trying our hardest, trying to do our best to make sure that all teams have a great experience. I do want to share one funny story from this past weekend, Friday night, I was doing the sophomores, senior against Cedar Rapids Jefferson. I'm sorry, Cedar Rapids, Washington. And they had a hitter walk up to the plate and he goes, what's going on, boys? Talking to me and the catcher from senior Noah Lawler. And we said, oh, not much. How about you? And he uh, said that he was excited to get on the bus and excited to get home so he could watch the newest season of Stranger Things. Very next pitch, fastball, drills him right in the back. He takes first base. 
the catcher from senior, Noah Lawler, looks back at me and says, I'm pretty sure he'll be watching Stranger Things with a bag of ice. And I was uh, thinking the same thing as well. Our community would like to send out our condolences to Art Willie. If you're not familiar with Art, Art uh, is the father of John Willie. And he passed away this past week. And there's been a lot of great tributes going around the area. People wearing blue in support of Art and in support of John. People wearing AW on their cleats, on their hats in tribute to Art. I never had an opportunity to meet Art, but I got a lot of messages from people sharing stories about Art. Sounds like he was a pretty great guy. I know John a little bit. I coach basketball at Roosevelt. That was the season where I had foot surgery. I had my uh, foot broken in multiple places and put together with screws to uh, help take care of a bunion that I had that was bothering me. So that was a season where I was on a scooter and I kind of floated. But um, if Art is half the man of the son that he raised in John, I'm, I'm pretty sure Art was a great guy. Uh, John's a great kid, always has positive body language, always smiling. So as a community, we send our condolences to uh, the Willie family, the senior baseball program, and anybody out there that uh, knew Art, got to know Art, maybe Art may have coached um, through the travel ranks as well. So rest in peace, Art, and condolences to, you, to your family and uh, to the senior baseball team as well. want to give a round of applause to the Twitter pages of Wallert Catholic High School and the Western Dubuque Bobcats. Their Twitter pages are on point. I, I think... As, as a baseball program, I think you owe it to your fans. I think you owe it to the community, the media, your players, grandparents, parents that if you have a Twitter page, you have to have a Twitter page. And there are some programs, and I'm not just talking about Dubuque, I'm talking about colleges, I'm talking about professional, I'm talking about high school. Twitter pages all around the state, too often you see it where a team will lose and there will be no mention of it. Uh, they will hype the game up and post lineups and give you all the information to know that there's a game going on, but they won't give you the information after the game. And I think we need to do that. And we need to get that information out. I know when I was a varsity assistant at Hempstead High School, I tweeted every game, whether we won on a walk-off home run by Chris Tompkins against Davenport North in 2014, or we got eliminated in the state tournament against Southeast Polk, a game away from the state championship game. We always tweeted. We always let everybody knew what was going on. And even if you get blown out, there's one thing that was a positive that you could take from that doubleheader and tag a kid to make his day. And maybe a college recruiter will pick it up. Maybe a professional scout will pick it up. You never know, but programs, college, professional, high school, around the state, if you have a Twitter page, let's have a Twitter page. Let's, uh, let's share that information out so families, players, media, grandparents, scouts, 
college recruiters, college coaches can can see that and, and we can um, get that information out about the players in our area to help them get to the next level. Let's take a look at our teams around our area, see how they're doing as the season progresses. We have number seven for a rank, the Hempstead Mustangs, sitting at overall four and four. The new rankings did not come out this week. They will be coming out shortly. I am expecting to see the Hempstead Mustangs drop out of the top 10 with that four and four record. Moving along to the senior Rams. Senior is a young group. They're currently sitting at one and eight overall. Next, we move on to the Western Dubuque Bobcats. The Western Dubuque Bobcats, one of the hottest teams in the state. They are currently 8-1. They're on a three-game winning streak, 6-0 in the conference. I see them taking a jump into the rankings, coming into the second round of rankings by the Iowa High School State Association. Next, we go to Waller Catholic. They are currently ranked number two in 3A. They're currently sitting at 8-1. Conference, they are 6-0. and They've won three straight. I see them holding firmly on to that number two spot. Moving on to the Beckman Blazers. The Beckman Blazers are currently ranked in two-way, and they are currently two and three, but we do wish them well at the state tournament in soccer. I saw where they were the number two seed. Moving on to... The Cascade Cougars. Cascade is currently sitting at 3-0. Moving on to the Bellevue Comets. Bellevue starting off the season 0-3 and advancing to Bellevue Marquette. They are currently 1-3 overall and have lost two games in a row. Lastly, before we get into our Game of the Week section, let's take a look at all classes all conferences are leaders in statistics from all over the state. Once the season picks up, we might take a look at conference and divisions leaders, but right now we do have some guys in our area that are at the top of the state leaders in all classes with statistics. So first we're going to take a look at Ray Slasher from Senior. He currently leads the state in all classes in walks. JT Goodman from Western Dubuque is tied for second in the state with runs scored. He scored 16 runs in the young season. John Willie from Seniors currently tied for third in the state in doubles with five. Caleb Klein from Western Dubuque currently in the leaderboard in two different statistical categories. Caleb is tied for fourth in the state in triples. He's got three of them. Caleb also leads the state in sacrifice flies with four, while his friend down the road, Owen Hewengarth, is tied for second with two sacrifice flies. Jack Carr from Cascade has yet to walk a batter in six innings of work, and he is atop the leaderboard. Next, our game of the week. And I've had some people ask me if I'm going to come out and I'm going to do some live streams, or am I going to come out and do some coverage and and do some um, interviews on and off the field. And 
I appreciate the support and I appreciate people loving the podcast and, and doing that. But, you know, right now I'm a, I'm a full-time dad and, and a part-time umpire. So I have a 12-year-old at home. I have an 18-month-old at home, and I have a wife who is eight months pregnant here. So um, will I be at some games? Maybe. I might pop out to see a game or two, but it's just time's valuable. Um, I've been getting called almost every single day to um, umpire, and I'm taking as many jobs as I can, but trying to balance out family life as well. But um, Game of the Week is sponsored by Midwest Bus Trips. Don't forget to board the bus with Aaron. Go to Historic Wrigley Field June 5th, Cubs vs. Cardinals. They still have seats available on the bus. You can find them on Facebook, Midwest Bus Trips. But here's what I am going to do for the games of the week. We're going to be looking at inner city games. Find me on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, you can find me at Coach Manum. And we're going to do some polls. We're going to have some fun with this. The Instagram polls, now that they added that third and fourth option, is are pretty popular usually get the most votes on Instagram. Twitter has quite a few votes. Facebook, um, sometimes our polls kind of bomb on there, but we'll, we'll put them out on, on all three. In years past, during these weekly, up, weekly update episodes, I have given my opinion, and I have broken down the games a little bit more and, and given some predictions, but... Um, not sure if I'm going to do that this year. Definitely not going to do it on this episode. It seems like when that happens and I make predictions um, before the game, my inbox will be filled with uh, people criticizing me, telling me I I uh, don't know what I'm talking about, or um, if I get a prediction wrong, getting messages after the game telling me I was wrong, I suck, the podcast sucks. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never coached before, so what the hell do um, what business do I have uh, giving any information? So um, to avoid the nasty messages that I've gotten in the past, I'm just going to call it straight up. Go to Facebook, go to Instagram, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Cast your votes for the game of the week. Find me on Twitter at Coach Manum, and don't forget to give a follow and cast your votes as well. But here's the game of the week. Actually, games of the week. We have the Western Dubuque Bobcats. They're going to make the trip to senior on Tuesday, May 31st for a doubleheader. Poll question will be, how do you see that game turning out, that doubleheader turning out? Do you see a Western Dubuque Bobcats sweep? Do you see a senior sweep? Or do you see the two teams splitting? I know I have my opinions. I'm right the majority of the time, but I'm going to keep the opinion to myself. And then we have our first home-at-home series, May 31st on Tuesday. Hempstead will take a trip down to Johnny Petrakis Field, and the Mustangs will take on the Waller Golden Eagles for a single game on Tuesday, May 31st. So find us on social, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram. And questions going to be, who do you think will win this game, Waller or Hempstead? And then we'll do it all over again when Wallert will travel to Dubuque-Hempstead on 
June 1st for another single game inner city game. Go to Facebook or Instagram, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, or Coach Manaman on Twitter and cast your vote. Who do you think will win, Waller or Hempstead? Again, I have my opinions on how that, that game and those games will turn out, but I'm not going to share it with you because I don't want to hear from you when I'm right. I don't want to hear from you when I'm wrong. But we did have some great, great performances this week. We're going to introduce our guest here, Cooper Hummel from Cascade. He will be coming in shortly. And then after that, we will get to our Midwest Bus Trips Dude of the Week and our fully distributing King of the Hill, our Pitcher of the Week. So don't forget to stick around and listen to those three segments. Midwest Bus Trips is a great sponsor of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Leave all the stress and travel up to Aaron and his crew at Midwest Bus Trips. This summer, they will be taking trips to historic Wrigley Field to see the Cubs take on the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Brewers, and the Rockies. If you're not a fan of either of those teams, Aaron at Midwest Bus Trips has you covered. They'll be making a trip to Guaranteed Rate Field to see the New York Yankees take on the Chicago White Sox. If you are a fan of American Family Field, also known as Miller Park, that classic Brewers vs. Cubs rivalry will be taking place in August at the end of summer. Find Midwest Bus Trips on Facebook or search them at MidwestBusTrips.com. We welcome in our guests for our Midwest Bus Trips interview of the week. If you have not yet checked out Midwest Bus Trips, make sure you do that. They have some openings for the Cubs against the Cardinals at Historic Wrigley Field coming up on June 5th. You can find them on Facebook, Midwest Bus Trips, or by Google searching Midwest Bus Trips. Board the bus with Aaron. We are joined by Cooper Hummel, freshman sensation, and he was probably one of the top five hottest hitters in the Spring League, the Perfect Game Spring League, and he is coming off a start, an outing where he picked up the win, and he struck out 14 hitters. Cooper, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. We have a question from your English teacher, Coach Jacob Brindle, to start off on a little bit of a fun note here. He wants to know, who's the best hitter in your family? Would it be you, your dad, Roman Hummel, your uncle, Slugger, Brett Featherson, or your grandpa, Greg Featherson? Oh, that's that's kind of a hard one. Um, I'd have to say, as of now, I'd have to probably either give it to Brett or my dad but back in the day i'd probably have to give the dad and you know we know your dad is a feared switch hitter i see him hitting fungos on the infield both left and right handed and we know that brett featherson just hung it up and he had quite a career as well coach brindle also wants to know if we line the four of you up right now who's winning in a foot race i'm guessing grandpa featherson is probably out so would it be you cooper or uh your dad roman or your uncle brett i'd probably have to give it to myself i'd feel 
<laughs> I'd say so too, especially at your at your young age. Well, let's talk about your start. You struck out 14. You won the fully distributing King of the Hill earlier this week. Walk me through the start. Did you have any uh, tough hitters that took you into some deep counts? What was working? What was not working? How was the pregame bullpen? Were there any pitches that, that you went to? What was going through your head? Tell us about that start the other night. Yeah, um, I mean, my fastball was really good. I mean, I could locate it wherever I really wanted to, wherever my catcher, Cade Roush, was putting, putting his glove. My, my fastball was going right there. But um, I didn't really have trouble with hitters a whole lot. Like, there were probably a couple hitters that took me deep into the count, but that was about, like, it. There was two hitters that had two hits off me, but I didn't really have a whole lot of trouble with anyone. But in my bullpen before, I probably, like, my fastball was really good, but my curveball was, I was throwing that pretty well, too. And are you a two-pitch pitcher, or do you have uh, some other pitches in your repertoire as well? No, I got some other. I got a fastball, a curveball, a changeup, and I throw a splitter. I remember in the preseason all-debuke team, uh, your scouting report said that you threw a splitter. Eric DeSouza was talking about how nasty that splitter can be. Now, Cooper, you played as an eighth grader. How did the older guys on the team help you fit in? And what were some things that they did that really made you feel welcome last year? Yeah, um, I like they. I really knew the older guys pretty well. Like, I've had the seniors. I know. I know the seniors pretty well. I knew Eli Green pretty well. Um, juniors that are seniors this year, I knew Tanner Simon pretty well, and I knew Jack Carr. I talked to him a little bit. And the sophomores, I know the sophomores pretty well, too, which helped me a lot. But the seniors and the juniors that were really playing, they, whenever I was on the mound, they were, they really encouraged me. Like, they were always cheering me on, and they never, like, made me feel like I wasn't there, like I was just a nobody on the team. I think one thing that might benefit you as well is I know um, – my daughter, when I was coaching, she was always around the guys. She was always around the team. She would she would go to games. So I would assume that you probably knew and went to a lot of games as a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grader watching the Cascade Cougars. Now, I know you have a pretty big um, workout regiment that you do. I've seen you and your dad uh, post videos. Tell me about your workout plan. What does it entail? What are some things that, that you've done to help you out to have you be successful on the mound last year as an eighth grader and this year off to a hot start with two great starts right out of the boot? Yeah, so there's this guy. His name is Josh Counton is his name. He's, he's, an, he's an Illinois guy. And I go in there once or twice a year, and he kind of like, evaluates me more than anything like he kind of sees how well I'm doing and like things have how things have changed over the past year and he had me on this I don't know what the he had me get this app that it was but there was a bunch of workouts on it and I was doing that two or three times a week in probably like November through December and then I kept on doing them till about February, but in that like December to February, I was going into uh, bar raising fitness in Dyersville once a week, and they uh, really really helped. Like 
the guy I was with, Tyler was his name. He really knew like what was going on and what I had to do for pitching, like to get better and stuff, like all the movements. He knew all that. But now I'm going in three days a week with uh, Derek Lawrence into the high school in the morning. And he made me like dad texted him and he's like, Hey, you should get Cooper in there. And he said, yeah, I'll make him this program for pitchers that we did. Like he did this program at Iowa. Like all the stuff he's given me is from Iowa and he's got me doing all this stuff. And it's working really well. Little background story here. So my first high school game I ever umped was against uh, with cascade cascade against Midland and you guys had an umpire back out last minute and your dad and the athletic director had reached out to me and I asked the cascade fans I told them please be kind to me I, I really didn't expect to ump sophomore or uh, varsity this year I just wanted to work my way down at the freshman level it's been 30 years since I last umped um, but I did not want to see a one-man crew. I did not want to see a high school game canceled because I had turned down a job. I had an interesting interaction with your catcher, Cade Roush, who I believe is his nickname, Porkchop. Yeah, that's what we call him. He's got a bunch of other ones. Talk to me about your catcher, and then I want to share my story uh, with Porkchop, Cade Roush. All right. Um, well, my Cade Roush is a really good catcher. I mean – He's a really good leader on the team, and like against when we played uh, Midland, I was really I was started to struggle in that bat. And he called time, and he came out, and he talked to me, and he really calmed me down, and I proceeded to get the out. I mean, he's just a really good leader, and he knows what he's talking about. Now there there wasn't at bats, and and I. I, I was struggling with the low strike that night. I, I will admit it as an umpire, my first time umpiring, I, I was struggling with that low strike. And there was a called third strike where you were pitching and it was a hook coming in and I rung a guy up on a called third strike and I said, I yelled, strike three. And then somebody from Midland yells. I, I don't know if it was a fan or a coach, but um, I'm pretty sure it was a fan. And they yelled, no, it wasn't. It was low. So Cade came out next inning. And, and both catchers for Midland and for Cascade were great. They both came out. They shook my hand, um, introduced themselves. And they both protected me really well. And I said, hey, Cade, was that called third strike low? Did I miss that one? And he goes, he goes no, Nick, it was a strike. I just got to do a better job of framing that. But, yeah, it, it was a called third strike. So, um, so Cade, next time uh, I'm out in Cascade, let's frame those low pitches a little better so I don't hear it from, from the opposing team. Uh, your dad, Roman, I've had him on the show a couple times, had some great uh, interactions with him on the podcast. What is it like playing for your dad? I've never had that experience. Um, I do have a son, and I've – Commit it to not coaching any of his teams, but just doing private workouts and instruction with him. But what's that bond like with you and your dad? And, and what's that like playing at the highest level for one of the top two way programs around Cascade? Yeah, there's there's a lot of ups and downs to it. I mean, there's like he tells me like everything I'm doing wrong, and he tells me things I need to fix. So that's really helpful. But there's a lot of ups and downs. He like sometimes we don't get along very well. Sometimes he I'm not doing too hot on the mound and he'll come out and talk to me. And then at that moment, we aren't friends, I guess, as <laughs> how you would say it. But yeah, there's just a lot of ups and downs. It's most, most of the time it's really good because I mean, not a lot of people get to experience their dad as a 
varsity high school head coach and be on the same team as him. Interesting story, Cooper. Um, before I got called to ump your game out in Cascade, I was on the IA Baseball Network High and Tight show. Cascade listeners or Dubuque listeners, if you're looking for it, you can find it. I have it pinned on our Facebook group, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And I was on there with um, the head perfect game scout. And I hijacked the show. And all I talked about, every question they asked me, all I talked about was how good the Dubuque talent was and how good the out of the um, area, the Cascade, the Beckmans, how good that talent was. And every single question they asked me, I reverted it back to Dubuque. But um, they asked me a question and they said, who do I think would be some of the top teams to come out of this area? If I had to pick one team to come out of the area to make a deep state tournament run, I actually said the Cascade Cougars, and I talked a lot about your team. Again, the high and tight show on the IA Baseball Network. You can find that on my Facebook page, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. But, Cooper, in your opinion, how good – can Cascade be this year? Currently, and we're recording this on a Friday night, you are 2-0. and oh. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we can make a really deep run in the districts. Um, we got we have the pitching. I mean, Jack Carr is going to be our, really, our best guy. I mean, he's got a lot of experience. His stuff's really good, and he locates it really well. But, I mean, our bullpen's really good, too. We got a lot of good arms on our team. And there's a lot of people on our team that can swing it. I mean... Will Hush is really good. He's a really good hitter. Uh, Jack Metzger, he hits the crap out of the balls. And Tanner Simon hits him pretty well, too. Cade Roush does, too, and Mason Outing. And then the rest of the lineup towards the end is younger kids, but we're still pretty solid down there. And Justin Rowling's down there, too, which he's pretty good, too. One thing that impressed me was the amount of strikes you and Jack threw, and then defense played really well. I can't recall the doubleheader that I was there, Cascade, making an error. But, Cooper, last question I have for you before we get into our weekly awards, which is the Midwest Bus Trips Dude of the Week and the fully distributing King of the Hill, the Pitcher of the Week. Cooper, you're going to have to stick around and listen. You might be the Pitcher of the Week this week. I haven't looked at all the nominations yet. I haven't gathered all of the stats yet. But what are your playing goals for your career at Cascade and then I do have a follow-up so your freshman through your senior year what are your personal goals and what are your team goals for Cascade looking into the future yeah I mean my personal goals as of now I really want to I just want to go play college baseball after this I mean I really at this point I really don't care where we go where I go if I were to get go anywhere i just want to play baseball after but for our high school team i mean like through my freshman senior year, i really hope that we win a state championship i mean it's not it's not very easy but i feel like we have the talent coming up from eighth graders down and from the sophomores and juniors i feel like that we could have really good talent we could make a long run in districts and districts and maybe even in the state Cooper, I, I wish you the best of luck. And you do have a great middle school baseball coach there in uh, Pat Weber. We know he's very knowledgeable 
about the game. And Cooper, anybody that plays high school baseball as an eighth grader has a great opportunity if they keep their head on their shoulders and keep focus of playing high-level college baseball, possibly even playing at the professional ranks as well. What are your goals after high school? And you said college baseball. Have you thought about maybe a profession outside of baseball that you would be interested in? Uh, I mean, as of now, no, I really haven't. I'm really not, like, I'm a freshman, and I really don't know. I'm not, like, I don't know how that stuff really kind of works yet. But at this point, I really just want to play baseball after. I mean, it doesn't really matter where I go. I just really want to play because I love playing the sport. I mean, I love the sport, and it brings me joy. And I want to have lots of fun after high school. And if I were to go play baseball at a college, I would have lots of fun. Cooper, thank you for joining me on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And, and I do want to tell you, listeners, Cooper was, was very nervous to, uh, to come on the podcast. And um, Cooper, you're a very well-spoken young man. Um, I did not catch any nervousness in you. Uh, you handled all of the questions really well. And not only did you handle these questions well, but the couple games that I've seen you played, you've also handled your uh, yourself on the mound with positive uh, body language on the mound and also at first base this year. So best of luck to you and best of luck to the Cascade Cougars on this rest of the 2022 season listeners stick around for our midwest bus trips dude of the week and our fully distributing pitcher of the week and now we travel into the last section of our week two weekly update the midwest bus trips dude of the week and our fully distributing king of the hill i'm the dude so that's what you call me And our dude of the week comes from the Western Dubuque Bobcats, and it's Garrett Kadolf. Garrett on the week went 7 for 11 with a 636 batting average, four doubles, one home run, four RBIs, and had an on base percentage of 750. Congratulations, Garrett Kadolf from Western Dubuque, on being named the week two Midwest Bus Trips Dude of the Week. Our week two fully distributing King of the Hill, the pitcher of the week, was a tough one. We had some great starts in and around our community, one of them coming in from our special guest, Cooper Hummel. Thank you, Cooper, for joining us on the podcast again. But I think I have to go with Jordan Stanton from the Southwestern Wildcats. One, it was a playoff game. Two, he threw a complete game. And three, Jordan threw a no-hitter, allowing zero runs, striking out 14 while only walking three in the first round of the regional game against Bitten Shellsburg. Congratulations, Jordan, on being named Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and fully distributing Week 2, King of the Hill, also known as the Pitcher of the Week, 643. We're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.
thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and also subscribe on Spotify.